0: This is the Hiking Through Life podcast. We've all been gifted a journey called life. Let's see where the journey leads us today.
1: We love sharing these stories with you through the Hiking Through Life podcast, and we're so grateful that you listen to this podcast. If you'd like to support the Hiking Through Life podcast further, we have these amazing new t-shirts and water bottles. The t-shirts come in four colors, and the water bottles are perfect for trails, adventuring, or daily use. Consider checking them out at hikingthroughlife.net slash shop.
0: Use the code PODCAST and receive 10% off your first order. Welcome to the Hiking Through Life podcast. I'm Andy. And I'm Sarah. On today's journey, we talk with Jody about how her life has changed since um, having a child. We came across Jody on Instagram,
1: and then we put um, a post out there saying that we'd love to interview anyone who has a story about how the outdoors has impacted their lifestyle, or kind of just anything.
0: Yeah, and Jody reached out. Actually, she she commented on that post um, about her situation with parenting and adding a kid into the mix of your outdoor lifestyle. And so we thought it was a very relevant story to what we're sharing here on the podcast. So we reached out, I believe, and just got in contact with her.
1: Yeah. Uh, she did a lot. Her and her husband did a lot of backpacking and hiking and camping before having a child. And her story really, um, Kind of surprised us. We weren't expecting some of the things she said when there was challenges with her husband who broke his foot. And then there was a lot of strengthening of camping and bonding that she went on with her mother and her daughter. So there was a really strong story formed. And we're really excited to share this episode with you guys because it shows how you can bring your kid outside and just she has a really positive attitude about bringing your child on a camping trip.
0: Yeah, I think it's common for people that are just starting families to think that they may have to kind of give up their their outdoor lifestyle once they do have a kid, or at least put it on pause for quite a while until the kid is older. And actually, we've been hearing from some people recently that that, that really doesn't have to be the case. Um, you can take your kid out, you know, before they're even one years old. And it was actually very inspiring to hear that from Jody today. And kind of some of the, the adjustments that she had made now that she has a kid and what that looks like on her camping trips.
1: Yeah and she'll start the story out with her first camping trip with her daughter and mother at six months old. So without further ado we are going to let you enjoy our conversation with Jodi. We are joined on the podcast this evening by Jody. Uh, Jody, thank you so much for being on the podcast with us. Thanks so much for having me, guys. You're welcome. Um, and we got connected with Jody through social media. We were kind of just looking for people with really interesting stories related to the outdoors, as hiking through life does. We want to inspire people to get outdoors. And Jody sounded really willing and excited to share her story. And I was extra excited because um, she wanted to share about her perspective of hiking since she's become a mom. Um, So we're going to kind of, we're going to talk about that, but we're going to talk about um, your hiking experience before you were a mom first, Jody. So can you kind of tell us, has hiking always been a part of your
2: life?
1: Tell us about that.
2: Yeah, um, I didn't really start hiking until, um, late teens, early twenties. I was one of those people who I actually probably got into it myself, (laughs) me, myself. Um, it was something I always wanted to do. Um, and once I got older, um, the internet was there. And so I would spend my spare time Googling things since now I suddenly had all this access of my fingertips and I started, on my own, um, you know, going to, and I think my mom came with me cause she was interested too. um, these sessions that REI has, how to backpack, you know, buy the gear. And we got to go on a whitewater rafting trip down the, um, Grand Canyon on the Colorado river. And it wasn't backpacking or hiking, but what it was is it really gave me the tools to understand I have to keep all my equipment dry. This is exactly what I have to carry. This is how you go to the bathroom Yes. when there's not toilets. Um, it really helped me think through all of those logistics. And then after that, um, I, I felt really prepared to go out and do a lot on my own. And I met my husband shortly after that. And he came from a family that absolutely did absolutely nothing outdoors. I don't even think they went to a park, to be honest. Um, but he was very open. Um, we, our first One of our first trips together was a camping trip.
1: Where um, was that
2: at? We did Lake Mariah in Minnesota. Yes, we like yeah. that one too. The funny part about that one is no man ever likes to admit that their wife is right. <laughs> and he, so I had a lot of gear and he didn't. And I tried to explain to him everything I had learned that you do need a sleeping pad. Um, for one, you also need a sleeping bag that's rated, um, fairly decently. He told me I didn't know anything and he did not pack a sleeping bag. And he just had this little sack thing that was rated to 60 degrees because he thought he didn't need anything. And, um, then he ended up sleeping on a, um, fold-out chair a blow-up fold-out chair
1: oh yeah
2: <laughs> and so that was probably his worst camping experience ever um, I will say the funny part about that though is that it really fueled him because I think maybe I had shown him uh, his girlfriend knew more or was more tough than he was maybe um so he very quickly became into this um gear junkie yeah um, very very quickly after that and had to go out and buy all the proper gear and from there it was just we did oh gosh we did the the boundary waters one year and then we did the Poconos and then we did the Madahe Trail out in um, North Dakota and we did the Kalalau Trail and we went backpacking the Land Manalaga in Iceland um, and my, my list actually goes <laughs> it goes on we, we did the camping with the day hiking but we we jumped right into the the multi-day uh trekking thing just the the two of us usually yeah and um uh, the kalalau trail was actually we got engaged on a backpacking trip on the beach there um, which was beautiful out in hawaii um if you've ever been there which and island we, is that on Um, Kauai, the Island of Kauai.
1: Okay. Yeah. I have been to Kauai, but unfortunately we didn't do any backpacking when I went there, but we did some hiking, but we did not have the proper gear whatsoever. So yeah, (laughs) unfortunately.
2: Yeah. It's um, always rated on one of the top 10 hikes in the U.S. or around the world. Um, we were definitely very attracted to, um, what I would call like the Maybe like the big heavy hitters, you know, like the star trails. Yeah, um, yeah. We'd like to, we definitely liked to do those as much as we could. But then we also did a lot of trails um, in the middle of nowhere where we just didn't see souls for, for days on end. It was just us.
1: So it sounds like you guys did a lot of your backpacking outside of Minnesota Um, when you first got into this. Yeah.
2: Oh, yes, by far, by far.
1: Okay. And was that just because it was convenient to go kind of
2: travel wherever, whenever you wanted? It was because we could. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we were, we were blessed to have, we we had double incomes, we had no kids. We, you know, you're kind of in this empowering point of life where like you, you have your jobs, (laughs) you're making good money, you have your college education, you can, you can pretty much do what you want.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. That's awesome. And, um, before we move on, I don't know if you already said this, did you grow up in Minnesota?
2: Yeah. I have not lived here my whole life, but I am from St. Paul, Minnesota.
1: Okay. Um, okay. And your husband's also from Minnesota? Yes. Okay. Okay. So out of all those places that you mentioned, do you have like a most favorite place that you and your husband went backpacking? I think Iceland
2: struck us both. There's always places that I liked more and places that he liked more, but I think Iceland was by far the one place that we both mutually agreed on. If you ever get a chance to go there, um, the whole country is (laughs) backcountry, basically. You can literally camp wherever you want in that country. Um, The People there are amazing. Um, being able to hike in just this wide open scenery is where you can just see for miles. We're used to Minnesota; we have all these trees,
1: yeah, here, yeah.
2: which are gorgeous, but you know you can only see so far. Um, but being able to see for wide open miles where there's mountains and ice and everything's green, and we would go from hiking in three plus feet deep of snow. And to big open green pastures and rainbow colored mountains. And there's huts everywhere. (laughs) Like you can. Like huts where people can just go camping and. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You can can camp with a tent. You can hike up to a hut and just stay in a hut. They have hot showers in the middle of nowhere. That one floored me. Yeah. (laughs) Like Like running water. Yeah running water, hot showers. Um the whole country is they have their electricity and their heating is very 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 cheap because of their location so they get a lot of geothermal energy. So in addition to hot springs, they have easy access to hot showers when you're at the top of the mountain after a 10-mile hike. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Where else does this exist?
1: Yeah, I would have never guessed that. Yeah. That's so cool. Oh my goodness. Definitely. I mean, that's already on our bucket list, but hearing that it's just like gravitating me even more now. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't, I didn't
2: believe it at first. So like the first two days I didn't shower. I'm like, this can't be possible. I was expecting, you know, a week straight of no showering. I can do this. But then by day three, I was like, okay, I'm going to brave this and check this out.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Right. Right. As like backpackers and hikers, we're kind of just used to being smelly and that's just, that's just the norm.
2: Exactly. Yeah. That's where my expectations were set, it was a week straight of no showers.
1: <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So it sounds like you've kind of always, um, ever since you went on the REI trip, you've kind of just always been gravitated towards backpacking and camping. And after that trip, did you kind of just realize that was always going to be a part of your
2: life? Yes. I think I always... I definitely always wanted it to be a part of my life. Even like as a young child, um, we went on a three mile hike and I thought it was the, it was like 10 years old. And my brother decided halfway through the hike, he was not going to walk anymore. And he was eight. And so my parents had to literally carry this eight year old, um, off the trail. And I thought this was the coolest thing in the world. I was running ahead. I was like exploring everything. I was the one in charge of the map. I had to find the route, to me, this, this route was the funnest thing in the world. And it was a route that was straight down and then straight up. And even my parents were second guessing, um, you know, should they have taken us on this hike? (laughs) Um, I was like in heaven and I think the, the river trip just really kind of solidified that and that I need to actively continue to make this uh, a big part of my life.
1: That's pretty amazing. And you said you went on that trip with
2: your mom. Yeah. My mom, my dad, my brother, we took the the REI trip. Yep. We took the whole family down the river.
1: Oh, okay. Okay. I think I missed the part that it was the whole family. I thought it was just your mom on that trip with you, the REI trip.
2: My mom, my dad, my brother, and me and my brother were in our early twenties. My parents were definitely in their sixties. I think my mom might have still been in her fifties at that point but my dad was definitely in his sixties. Okay. Okay. They don't do the, the backpacking as much. My mom does a lot of backpacking with me, but my brother and my dad definitely don't anymore.
1: Okay. And yeah, um, you were kind of talking about your mom's relationship with you and with, um, with your daughter. Now you guys said that you've been doing a lot of backpacking or hiking trips with your mom now. Yes.
2: Yes. By far. I should probably mention, you know, maybe why this, why this has happened. Um, I was eight months pregnant and my husband slipped on ice and broke his foot and he didn't just break his foot. He broke it in three different locations and he ended up having to have surgery about, um, I think it was like a week or a few days before I ended up giving birth. Well, that's kind of so craziness. Simply,
1: that's like a lot going on.
2: Yeah, yeah. If anybody wants, I, I wouldn't recommend it. That's my number one thing. If anybody asks me about parenting advice is make sure your husband doesn't break his foot right before you give birth. Um, don't do that. Not recommended. He was um, able to be there when you gave birth, though, right? He was. Okay. <laughs> Wrapped up in a cast, couldn't move. <laughs> so physically, yes, he was there. Yeah. <laughs> I had to carry him and the baby out of the hospital. (laughs) So
1: husband's foot is broken. You gave birth. Where does that leave this adventure
2: couple? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It leaves the adventure couple portion on a slight pause. um, Because he had to go through a lot of um, physical therapy, which has lasted a long time. Um, his foot acts up every now and then, and we're kind of at the slow process where I feel comfortable with, he can walk two miles right now, but maybe not too much beyond that. Um, so I really needed someone else to help me with my daughter because I definitely, I wanted to continue this outdoor, um, experience as a part of her childhood, it It's a lot to me, and I wanted to be able to pass that on to her. Um, so this is where my mom jumped in. So my mom just started um, coming on camping trips with us. We, we'll start there. Yeah, we started out. I took my daughter out on a camping trip at six months. Just you it and was, your daughter and mom. Yeah, just me my daughter and mom. Um, she couldn't crawl. She couldn't walk. She was waking up in the middle of the night at that point. Um, arguably the cutest child there and the youngest, very clearly. <laughs> and between the two of us, we would just sit and figure out okay, what is it possible that we can even do in a day? Because we have to work around all these different things. And we do sleep in separate tents. My mom and I decided that um, for just personal space and privacy. I'm the one who deals with nighttime and she gets to go into bed whenever she wants. And we started out like on our first hike and I was still breastfeeding at that point. Um, we were able to get my daughter. She was big enough to the point where she could be carried in a back carrier, you know, carrying a, a child, um, carrying it in front after you've just given birth. I had a lot of pain with my back. So I needed to get her to the point where she weighed enough that she could be carried in back. And, Then, you know, like most backpacking backpacks, um, the the weight then gets diverted to the hip with the kind of backpack that I had purchased. Um, So it wasn't stressing out my spine or my lower back. Um, And then we just figured out like, okay, so here's when we breastfeed, here's all the stuff we have to bring with. Um, Let's find trails that are feasible that we can do. And the rule with my daughter is that you know, if she wants to be down, she gets to be down. If she wants to be up, she gets to be up. Mm-hmm. Um, so she kind of runs the show in many ways. So did you find that,
1: like, going from not having a child out on the trail to having a child on the trail, how did that feel? Were you kind of, like, bummed? Like, oh, my gosh, this isn't going to be
2: anything like what it was before. I mean, how, how was that for you? Bummed because I can't do the things I used to do is is very accurate. Right. Um, Because I mean, I guess we didn't even
1: talk about it, but before I'm assuming that you were like, you had a location you wanted to get to. And that was just like your goal for the day. Like you're going to hike the five mile mark, the 10 mile mark. We're going to make it to this campsite today.
2: Exactly. That's exactly how we were. It was, um, you know, we, um, we were very goal oriented. I want to get in 10 plus miles a day. And I want to be at this campsite (laughs) and we're going to climb this mountain and this is the elevation that we're going to get in and we're going to be gone for a whole week. Um, And you, the the shock of going from having that type of control and those type of goals to just looking at a map and being like, okay, where's the easiest trail? I'll be happy if I can get in a mile. (laughs) (laughs) Sure, sure is, is, is really huge. It's a lot of adjusting. Um, You have to almost um, like reset your mindset and and frame yourself differently. Like I'm not going to have goals. My, my main, well, it becomes more about your main goal, just being, making sure the child is okay. Making sure the child has fun early on so that this is something that she enjoys and that she wants to do more. And she wants to be a part of her life. We've gone from like multiple goals down to just one, which is just make sure my daughter has fun.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And you're just really trying to instill that love for the outdoors onto her. Yes. And you started it at six months. And that's yep. like really amazing because I think a lot of um, parents just, it it's very scary and daunting to bring a baby out into the wilderness. Oh, it so, is. so um, th- on that first backpacking trip, do you think you did you overpack
2: all of the baby items or did you have just enough? <laughs> That's a really good question. <laughs> I'm trying to think back because baby items are so different than toddler items now. They, they grow so fast and their needs are just constantly changing. Yeah. Um, we had to make a few adjustments. One is we were what? lightweight. we were lightweight backpackers you know, the smallest tent, the lightest weight tent, um, bring as little as possible. Um, the biggest change that we had to figure out was at that age, they can't sleep with you and they always have to sleep on their back. Um, and you're putting a toddler in a situation that they're not familiar with, which can be very stressful to them.
1: Yeah. So, Yeah, it's not we, their uh,
2: normal environment. Where exactly. Where are you taking me, Mom? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. We The big changes that we had to make was uh, we got a bigger tent. We, we sucked up our backpacking pride, and we got a bigger tent, um, specifically one that was big enough to fit a pack-and-play in it. And we okay. had hers in the pack-and-play, um, basically, next to me. And I will say we... We got to the campsite and she spent the whole first night just crying. Yep. Was, Which I mean is pretty expected. Yeah. I mean she was she was six months old. She just cried nonstop. And so my mom and I were we call it you know tag team. Here I'll try I'll hold her. You set up your tent your tent. You hold her. I'll set up my tent. Can you start the fire so I can do this? Here now you take her and then I'll cook the dinner. Yep. And with with children they if they cry a lot, they often end up crying themselves to sleep, which is exactly what happened. <laughs> so she cried herself to sleep the first night <laughs> um and, and do you, then,
1: do you feel once she slept? did she sleep um better
2: outdoors than she did indoors? You know, she slept the same. I was surprised about that. I thought like she I honestly I was prepared for her to be waking up multiple times in the night but she would only wake up once in the night usually and and that's what she did she was on her normal sleep schedule she woke up once in the evening in the night middle of the night and I had to get up and I had to feed her in the middle of the night I mean you still have to do the exact same things camping that you would normally do at home which is make sure the child is fat <laughs> make sure she's calm and the next morning she woke up and she was perfectly content. It was like somebody had flipped a light switch and I suddenly had this happy, content child who would just sit on her blanket and just be amazed at everything around her and, you know, grab her chew toys and and play on that and just wanted to sit on my lap and wanted to be in my backpack and wanted to go for a hike and just fell asleep on her own after that.
1: Yeah, she just kind of needed that adjustment period. And I think that's like a really good experience that you just shared, especially for like any other parents that might be listening who are worried about bringing their kids out.
2: Like yeah. remember to give them that adjustment period, like yes. you just said that happened. And then the next day, success. Exactly. Um, I think it's just sticking with it and not being turned away by some initial failures has probably been one of the biggest lessons we've definitely learned.
1: Yeah. So you did the, that was the six month camping trip. And then, um, did you continue, continue doing them like every month
2: then, or how often would you say that you're bringing her out? We did the six month, her six month trip landed between August and September. So the weather was getting cold. Yeah. Um, at that point. So from, from then on, we didn't bring her out. Um, the rest of that year at all. Um, and I'd say the ne- the summer after that, we because of our our work situation, unfortunately, my husband was I shouldn't say infor- this isn't an unfortunate thing, but he started a business and he opened it up. And so he had zero weekends free. And then I vicariously actually had zero weekends free as well. <laughs> So we, we did have a minor pause there, but we would take her out on day hikes then. And she was only, she was a year old at that point. Um, but And then, when you took her
1: out on day hikes, was your husband involved in these at all with doing like two mile hikes or was that when he still wasn't able to do much?
2: Um, He wasn't involved and he is still not able to do much. I would say two miles is still, we're at two and a half, almost three years later from his break and he's still kind of more at a two mile hike. Okay. Okay. Yeah. He's there's still a lot of recovery to go. It's just going to take some more time. I would say, though, to answer your question. So I had to um, I stopped working for a while and then my mom and I sat down in the winter January. It was it's something about um, New Year's resolutions. Yes. We sat down in January and we just plotted out our summer. We said we want to do one camping trip a month we plotted out our summer from may until september so five months in there and we took them we ended up taking the month of july off um because we had to go on a separate trip and so we agreed to that but and that's like the hottest month in minnesota so it's probably a good thing (laughs) yeah it is and we were like oh yeah lots of mosquitoes hottest month Um, right yeah we did end up taking that month off but and then in august uh, my husband actually did come with us on a camping trip instead of my mom. So they decided to switch out. So my husband could come with us.
1: Okay. Okay. And so then when your husband came, um, how do you think that was for him to come on a camping trip ever? Cause was that like his first camping trip since the injury and since you and him have backpacked together?
2: Yes, that was his first trip. And the it it was kind of like um you know bringing back a good memory
1: yeah and
2: yeah so the the funny part though was that me and my daughter um and even like my daughter she she's done this you know multiple times before she knows how this goes and and you know my my husband kind of had his own agenda so the two of us kind of had to to explain to him like how this works so we're like well Dear, we have to do this first you know, this is how things work with Eloise our daughter <laughs> and you have to leave this here for her to play with and because she likes playing with our sleeping pads and the sleeping bags and everything's a toy yep Yep. Yeah. and so I had to get him to you know maybe to understand that a little bit more um so he had to calm down a little bit from the way that he typically had done things before that we had done things together and bring them to a point with us and you know what it actually went pretty well um it he yeah he adjusted pretty well it's such a
1: change I mean like you said you kind of like were the one to bring your daughter into this and raise her as this until yeah. and now she's she's what two or three now she's
2: almost three she'll be three in about three months
1: okay yeah. so right you've been doing this with her for a few years, years. now
2: now my husband wants to be back a part. And <laughs> we want him to be a part of this. Yes, Another little readjustment there.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, other than just like the total change about needing to tone down your um, hiking agenda and your camping agenda, what else is the biggest challenge about hiking with Eloise or camping with Eloise?
2: Um, I don't know if it's, I mean, Outside of just, like you said, the toning down stuff, um, I don't know if it's been a challenge, but children don't often perceive things in the way that we perceive them as adults. And I think part of it has to do with, you know, working through adversity. Um, and I'll, I'll use the example of a rainstorm or a thunderstorm. You know, we're we would backpack through thunderstorms as long as it wasn't a severe thunderstorm. That was where we cut ourselves off and said, okay, we're going to cancel or, you know, we're going to Take a zero day, or you know, we'll cancel or something. Um, But I know a lot of other parents who they hear rain and so they cancel their whole trip. They won't go, or they're afraid to go because they think it might rain. And because we had always worked through rain before having a child, um, it didn't occur to us to ever cancel anything. It just um, took a different form. So my daughter is, she, she thinks the rain's amusing. She thinks it's hilarious. Um, she gets caught in a thunderstorm, there's screaming and then there's laughing. Um, but what we, how we decided to handle it. And my mom, actually, we talked through this a lot before we went on our camping trips. Um, cause we decided we weren't going to cancel them. If there was a thunderstorm or, or rain, um, we would just, If we were going to hit rain for a short period of time, we go into our tents, we read books together. I mean, there's lots of different things you can do with a toddler to keep them entertained just in the tent. Yeah. Um, The rain is going to last longer. Like, say, give it a few hours, or, like, it's going to last the whole morning. Um, We kind of researched some toddler-friendly places ahead of time. Uh, Like, uh, local coffee shops are great for toddlers. (laughs) um libraries public libraries are great Uh, it's also a great way to meet locals with kids who have inside stories about places to take kids Um, that has worked out for us so many but we never would have done that before um museums are great places to take kids they can run around
1: they love museums
2: even art museums so
1: like when you choose your camping spots do you purposefully choose them in locations near everything that you're naming you
2: know, we we actually didn't, but I was so surprised with it's everything that you can find online these days. We would just, when the rain happened, we just bring out our phones, it hit up Trip Advisor, and it brings up the closest things to you. And we're like, oh, perfect. Public library. That's um 10-minute drive away. Okay, let's just do that.
1: Right. And you're always somewhere within phone
2: reception, I'm assuming. Um, most of the time that actually hasn't happened to us all the time. Um, we did, there is a place in far Southeast Minnesota where we actually had zero cell phone reception and you can look at a map, drive to the nearest town. At that point, then you do have cell phone reception. Um, that part's pretty easy to figure out. (laughs) Like I said, like just like a cafe or a public library, museum, Trying to think of some of the other things we've come up with when when we get weather that we just we don't do and it actually like it helps us um, interact with people wherever we are in a place in a way that we wouldn't have otherwise thought of before we would have just gone to the bar if we had if we were camping <laughs> and we needed an escape we would have gone for the beer we would have gone right for the bar.
1: right as adults yeah. you know yeah, yeah, yeah. adults no kids
2: yeah that's where we would be
1: yeah. But no, hearing um, that, I mean, that's like a really easy way to get out of the rain for a few hours. We're, we're not parents yet, but like, I'm going to take your advice when we are, when we like, that's, that's an amazing, amazing advice. Just go somewhere indoors for a little bit. Cause I mean, at first I would just think I'm just going to hang out in the tent this whole time and we'll just, we'll
2: live through it. But hearing that there are options, you you can leave your area if you need. Yeah. And that's the funny thing about the state of Minnesota is, you know, you're, you, you, we do the state parks a lot, um, in the Boundary Waters. Um, you're surrounded by this amazing wilderness, but you're really only five minutes away from the nearest town. Yeah. So, you know, it's funny that it is so easy to, to just be able to find stuff when you need it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Is there any other like big challenges other than like kind of that perception of the rain, anything else that's coming to your mind?
2: Um, I think the challenges is really maybe just a mental one of, of getting over the, the idea that there should be, there could and should be challenges here. Um, and then it ends up not being as challenging as we expected, as long as we just set ourselves up without big expectations. You know, we set ourselves up to be flexible. Um, we kind of have like a, we'll have a, a running list of activities that we want to do when we're there. But we go into it thinking like, we're not going to be able to do all these, but this is our go-to list. So depending on the weather, um, where my toddler is in her daily life, um, is she tired? Is she not tired? Is she fussy? Is she hungry? Is she, anything can happen. Um, We just kind of use that kind of like as our go-to for pulling ideas from. So it's really hard for us to plan out A We'll usually have like multiple ideas and then be like, okay, this is what's going to make the most sense. So this is what we're going to do. I've
1: talked to other parents who take their kids hiking and they have told (laughs) me that when they go out hiking, they just like, it gives them a whole nother perception of like the trail. Like they said that Mm -hmm. their kids notice so much more on the trail
2: than what they've ever noticed. Oh my gosh. (laughs) She's intrigued by every leaf. Yeah. And every rock and every stick and she has to have her own walking stick now and yeah. for her it's just this big hunt for a walking stick <laughs> um and so what we actually started up have started having to do was we had to give her her own cup and we call it her nature finds cup so she can put all these treasures that she finds into this this cup and, and save them and take them with us. And yeah. And of course yeah. we encourage like dead leaves. You know, we don't like to get her pulling leaves off of live trees. Um, but it gives her like an activity for things to do, um, on the trail. It gives her like a, like a purpose in a game that she has to build this collection.
1: Right. Absolutely. And I mean, it, it makes it fun for her and it just sounds oh, like yeah. she wants to keep going back to the, to these trips
2: with you. You're making it super positive. (laughs) Yeah, she does. And I'm already (laughs) starting to plan my next year, my next summer of ideas for places and just goals of how we can encourage her to to grow. Um, So for example, one of the things for next year is I think she might be ready to go on her first backpacking trip at three. And I say this because we have a lot of great resources in the state Um, And we have hike-in campsites that are a quarter of a mile. Yeah. Lake Mariah is amazing for that. Exactly. Like, she can do a quarter of a mile. No problem. And I think, uh, like, she would would love it. Um, The other thing that we have in a lot of our state parks is, um, like, teepees. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you can rent uh, teepees or yurts at some of the state parks. And she would think... I could just see her she she calls like her tents her forts, so she would just think that is the the coolest thing to to sleep in a teepee,
1: yeah, yeah, I mean that's so cool that she's just so motivated about it, and it's just you're crafting this amazing little nature lover at age three already,
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the funny thing it wasn't ever part of the parenting plan. I feel like it's something that's just evolved um, into, honestly, it was something we never thought about. We just, I don't know. It was like, this is our life. And then, um, a parenting person I had talked to was like, no, what you're doing is you're, you're taking her into your world. And she sees that. And she just loves that. She gets to be a part of this world that, that is yours.
1: Yeah. So what do you mean it wasn't part of your, your plan? Like when you had her, you guys weren't planning on bringing her backpacking or what do you mean by that?
2: Oh, we, we had never planned on, um, raising an outdoors child. I mean, we loved, we loved the outdoors. Um, but it wasn't, I I don't feel like it was ever a part of, um, we're kind of like, we were kind of like, you know, she gets to be her own person. She gets to do what she wants and we're going to help her find these activities that that speak to her and that she wants to do. We were never like she is going to go hiking, she is going to go backpacking, she is going to be outdoors. We didn't want to predetermine that for her. Yes, yes. Um but it so far it turns out that she is she is just loving it and loving it to the point where she now acts out and plays role playing Uh, inside our house now of scenarios that you know we have she goes camping indoors now and she plays um, with our hiking maps with her little characters and they go walking on hiking trails on the maps (laughs) yeah it's it's so cute yeah she comes she puts on her backpack and she grabs my hand and we're inside and she says mommy let's go on a hike right now so we play that we're going on a hike in our house. So, you know, we hike up the mountain, the stairs and we have to, you know, find a camping spot. and. Yeah.
1: And that just shows like the huge impact that, yeah. that it's having on her. So keep it up mama. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <I think laughs> That's so. pretty
1: awesome. Um, is there any other like advice or tips for other parents that are kind of like tiptoeing around the idea of bringing their kids camping that might speak to them? Or maybe any like resources that you've used that's really inspired you and helped you? Um, I don't, I
2: read, I tend to read books like Richard Lou's Last Child in the Woods. Um, there's a few other ones that I've read, but those I are like more, that one too. I read that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's great, but it's, it's not always like the how to it's more kind of like the ideas behind and why this is beneficial. Yeah. Um, with kids, this, Funny thing is that it's like the same things that apply indoors apply outdoors as well. Um, make it fun. She likes to sing songs. If you can turn anything into a game, you know, Eloise, can you find five leaves for me? Um, or we play, I don't like a hopscotch game of look, I found a leaf, and then can you find a leaf? And she runs ahead and finds a leaf. This is sometimes how we get her to move down the trail. Um, yeah, yeah. Fun destinations. We do try to gear our hikes towards like a fun end goal, um, like a waterfall, for example, or a place where you can swim, or um, sometimes a pretty view. Sometimes that doesn't work out as well because we can only get her elevation gain um, so high <laughs> before it doesn't <laughs> yeah. work so much. <laughs> Um, she loves to sing songs. Yeah. Um, you know, that happens indoors and outdoors. Your main goal is to make sure the child has fun. And part of that is you can't force a child to do anything they don't want to do outside. Um, so I let her a lot of times I let her lead. And, you know, if she wants to play with my map. We're going to play. She can play with my map. That's that's fine. We'll just hang out on the trail and she gets to play with my map and, and she likes to take it over. And then she likes to tell me where we're going and and lead us down the trail. Um, and, and that's fine. And sometimes she just decides she just wants to be in her little carrier and that's okay. Just like, listen to them. They're very, children are very astute as far as what they want to do and just allow yourself the time to be able to respond and adjust to that. And that's where it's like a hike that's maybe one mile could end up taking three hours. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And I mean, I just think like the most
1: important thing about what I'm hearing from you is that just listen to them, listen to yeah. what they're saying, yeah. even though they are this very small human, <laughs> Yeah. they they're able to show you what they need and what they want, and you'll oh. be able to read their minds. And that's exactly what I'm hearing from you right now.
2: <laughs> yeah. And you know what, if she ever said, mommy, I don't want to go hiking, I wouldn't make her, I wouldn't force her. I mean, she's telling me that right now that's not something that, that she needs or she wants. And I think maybe that's the number one thing you can do to, to turn your child off from a situation is is put them in a situation where they're forced to do something they don't want to do. So if she were to ever tell me, mom, I don't want to go hiking. I don't want to go camping. You know, I would take that seriously and take her voice seriously that, yes, I am listening to you, dear. And, you know, we might, as she gets older, we might, it might be more of a situation where we talk through these things a little bit more and kind of really dissect, you know, why is it that you don't want to go hiking? Right. Um, you know, we're not at that stage yet though.
1: Right. Reasoning that with a almost three year old is a little challenging. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. exactly. Yeah. So do you have any, um, Favorite, like, let's talk about some of the gear that you bring out with your, with your daughter. Do you have like a favorite, um, sleeping bag that you bring for your daughter or like a
2: favorite pack that you bring for your daughter? She gets, um, the backpack that I carry her in that I just absolutely love. It's a Deuter pack. Um, I, I'm blanking on the name right now, but it's something three. Um, I actually could get that information for you guys if you needed it yeah it's that'd be right awesome here. okay I
0: yeah
2: will do that. yeah that is it's hands down I have seen parents go they'll use the same carriers that they would use just for going around the city um which are, are a lot more thin they're smaller um the one that I use it's heavy duty like I said it diverts all the weight to my hips so I'm not putting all this extra um spine weight it has a um not sure what the correct word for it, but it has like a hood for her that's retractable. Oh, so sure, it's, like a, to protect her from the sun. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, especially when they're six months old because they can't quite use sunscreen yet at that age. So you really have to keep them out of the sun. Yeah,
1: yeah.
2: Um, so that she and she she loves that. She likes playing with it. Um, oh. and then she also came with its own um little hiking teddy bear. So she has her own little bear that is her special bear that she gets to take hiking with her.
1: Make it makes it even more memorable.
2: <laughs> exactly. And he has yeah. a name, uh, hiking bear. <laughs> of course he needs a name. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> um, so then when you guys backpack, is it usually like you carrying her and then like your mom carrying all your guys' gear? Well, yeah. I guess you haven't really backpacked with her you said right
2: we haven't quite done I'm thinking that's going to be one of our goals for next summer is to do the backpacking thing um and like I said we'll just start with the I don't know, quarter mile half mile route to the uh, remote sites um but it's usually I will have her and she's at least 30 pounds now she's outgrowing her pack really soon so this next summer we're also going to be weaning her off the pack um, and then I will also have to have to have enough water. Um, my daughter has to have, she has a lot of, um, allergies. So we have a lot of very specific food requirements for her, um, that are, that would be atypical for anybody else. Um, is there any
1: allergies out, um, that would you,
2: you'd come across on the trails? No, for my daughter, it's all food related. Okay. But it just adds a different dynamic when we have to pack completely different food for her than for us. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot more planning. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We can't just bring a bag of chips and be like, let's share chips because she (laughs) can't eat all chips. Um, Oh, yeah. 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 Stuff like that. Um, We always pack sunscreen. Um, That's a big one for us. Uh, I'm trying to think what else. You know, the funny thing is kids don't need much on the trail. They actually, um, they don't need toys. They don't need things to do. Um, she likes fighting. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You know, we just talked to Devin, the nature guy, who's like a naturalist, but he um, is also a dad and they bring their kids out hiking. And they said, like, the more we bring our kids out, the less we're bringing with us.
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh, I completely agree. I completely agree. They just find more and more to play with outside. Hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. All you need is the natural world around you. <laughs>
2: you do. There's a
1: lot you to do. explore. <laughs> yeah. Um, so do you have any last words for listeners? Any other like super awesome gear recommendations you want to tell the parents out there?
2: Um, maybe the, the biggest thing would be um, just don't be afraid of it. It sounds daunting, um, especially if you have not done any hiking or camping in your life before. I I can definitely see where it sounds very scary. It sounds very daunting. Um, Give it a fair chance. And I guess what I mean by that is if I had turned around the first time when I took her out at six months when she was just screaming nonstop, as soon as we got there for a few hours, um, I never would have been able to see this content, happy child for the next three days that I didn't have any problems with, you know?
1: Yeah, Um, which has now turned on to like two and a half years.
2: (laughs) Exactly. Who is now just, it's become so much a part of her life, indoors as well. Um, So don't be turned off by, by things that seem a big deal to you. Um, Because they're probably not a big deal to her, Um, whether it's screaming for a couple hours, just because she's in a new place. Um, You know, she turned around really quickly, whether it's a thunderstorm and you think this is horrible. I can't handle a child um, in this situation. Um, We just tried to, you know, think creatively around something. How can we potentially turn this into a good situation for both of us? Um, And just give it an honest shot, especially if it just doesn't work out the first time. I would say just try it a few times. You will learn something new every single time you take your child out because your child is constantly growing. Your child is constantly changing and experiencing new things.
1: Absolutely. And I just think that's such a special thing that you're doing this with your daughter and your mom. So. (laughs)
2: what what a cool
1: generational connection
2: <laughs> yeah. Grandma loves it too. She loves that she gets to connect with her granddaughter outside as well. yeah,
1: that's awesome. well, um, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us tonight Jody. Oh no problem, guys, it's been a pleasure yeah, um is there yeah, anything else you would like to say mm.
2: No, I think um, I think you guys have done a great job just bringing up good points and good questions and stuff to talk about. You've touched on so much. Yeah, uh, yeah,
1: we have. Thank you so much for chatting with us. This has been super awesome. No, this was fun, guys. Yeah, this
2: was really <laughs> thank cool. you.
1: Jody's story was really inspiring and empowering to us, but we also hope it was empowering to you guys as listeners. I think the biggest thing I took away from Jody's story was, um, really kind of reflecting on what our life might be like when we have kids. Cause we're definitely like goal oriented when we go out. Um, I know Andy is more so goal oriented than myself when I go out.
0: Uh, well, I might have some larger ambitions, um, if- in my goals, um, than, than you sometimes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So hearing the adjustments that she made, um, those are definitely going to be some things that we're going to have to apply to our lifestyle when we have a kid. So it was really good to hear that perspective, but also really inspiring to know that she started taking her child out when she was just six months old.
0: Yeah, that's, that's incredible. It's not something that I would have thought about um i don't know i i would think that they they should be at least walking and somewhat (laughs) self-sufficient um but that's just me
1: so it got us got us sick a little bit
0: (laughs) (laughs) they should be able to change their own diapers um
1: Andy needs a child development lesson. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, but getting back to some of the things that Jody discussed in her interview, it's crazy that her husband also broke his foot right before she had their child and that in and of itself changed how they approached the outdoors and for him, I mean, it it really put pause on his ability to go outdoors and continue the backpacking trips that they used to do. And it actually seemed to have brought others like she had talked about her mother into the adventuring um, with her daughter instead. So as it may have been a negative, it was also a positive.
1: Yeah, cuz it helped strengthen the relationship with mom and granddaughter. So the dynamic dynamics of the camping group changed a little, but like Andy said it was still still turned out really positive.
0: And there might be a lot of people that in that same situation would have just said, you know what, this is too much. Like we are hanging up our our outdoor lifestyle for good. At least for quite some time and she didn't do that. She chose to instead come at it from a different angle and approach it differently. And so she says that that helps her in her own life and just to kind of keep that identity still and just get still able to get that clarity that stay sane um, with all of these changes that are happening.
1: Yeah, there was a whole lot of life changes.
0: I think hearing Jody's story is just a, a prime example of the choices that we can make when certain situations happen. And she chose to make the best out of, you know, what was in front of her. And I think that's something that we can all take away from this episode, too, is just we all have the choice to react to, you know, some things that maybe were not planned or that were planned. And you just don't know exactly how it's going to go, how life is going to unfold. But the choices that we make to, to really, um, respond to, what's in front of us is going to shape those around us
1: and Kinda yourself shape,
0: yeah gonna shape yourself your child maybe your friends this is one thing that jody had mentioned too is just how and i don't know if it was in the interview but um it might have been before we started recording with her how her daughter just reacts to, and kind of mimics and really imitates, I guess, um, her her mom. And we got to set that positive example when we're out there and around others and others can feed off that positivity. So if she were to really get bummed and down and when her husband broke his foot, um, I don't think that they wouldn't necessarily have the same outcome for their daughter that they do now. Absolutely
1: um, not. It's like you you carve what your future is going to hold. The way that you react to a situation is how your future is going to be seen. So we really encourage you if you have a story about how the outdoors have shaped your lifestyle, please reach out to us. You can email us at hikingthroughlife at gmail.com. Or fill out the form on hikingthroughlife.net slash podcast. We really look forward to hearing your story. Everybody has a story.
0: If you've enjoyed this podcast, we encourage you to share this with your friends, family. Put it out there.
1: We really hope you enjoyed it. And thanks for listening. You've been listening to the hiking through life podcast peace love and hike through life